Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, today we got Coach Joe Bruniel uh, with us. He is a young and upcoming defense coordinator at Albert Einstein High School in Maryland. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Coach, for people who don't, don't know you, can you kind of just start with kind of your background and kind of how you got to where you are in career, how long you've been coaching? Okay, so, you know, so with me, I, I am really just someone who just loves football immensely. Um, I played football growing up, played youth football, played high school football. I didn't play um, football in college, um, but so – you know, my, my buddy had gotten um, a job coaching, and he became the JV head coach of uh, my alma mater, Einstein, in Kensington, Maryland, which is about 15 minutes outside the District of Columbia. He got a, a the JV head coaching job there, and he brought me on staff. He was like, you know, I know Joe loves football, and I'm going to bring him on staff. And so my first year was coaching was 2014. Um, and, you know, I was there at Einstein for a year and then, um, I went to another school to, I got a chance to coach with, uh, multiple time, uh, multiple times state title winning coach in, uh, Dan McCosey, who around Maryland, people know his name. Um, probably not around the country, but around Maryland, people know his name. He was, a credible coach. Um, he, I coached with him at Kennedy high school in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, and that was such a great opportunity because he just had such great attention to detail. And I would compare his attention to detail to that of Vince Lombardi or Don Shula. Um, and so I really learned football, really got to know football and really started to understand the game. Once I started coaching with him now, unfortunately, it was kind of a sad story because about uh, a week after I took the job with Kennedy, he found out that he had stage four um, cancer. Oh, so it was, it was almost, uh, uh, you know, pretty much death sentence, which was pretty sad. But he, we coached that one year with him and I learned so much football. And I ended up going back to Einstein after that um, and was the JV defensive coordinator for a couple years at Einstein. Um, my first year we had the best, I know, you know, JV, who cares about JV records, but <laughs> the first year back, we had the best JV team in Einstein football history. Um, and I had coached, uh, then the next year I was at DC again. And the next year I became JV head coach. And then the year after that, this past year, 2019, I was fortunate enough to be the D coordinator on varsity um, and we had a pretty good season. You know, we won our first playoff game in program history. Um, and so, you know, I was just very blessed to have a very talented team and team that listened and worked hard and liked being around each other. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to coach all of them. Well, that's, so that's where I am to now. Well, that's awesome, coach. And uh, I mean, that, that's sad to hear that uh, one of your former bosses unfortunately died of cancer. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a 
that's a horrible thing, and that's I think something we all kind of need to be aware of is yeah, sure get, take get a colonoscopy, guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not, it's not a, that's not a joke, and yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it's stuff like that happens, and it's unfortunate. Um, but kind of going into your let's start let's start with I mean, you guys run a three four defense. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you prefer three four defense? What do you like about it? So what I I, I got to go back to you know being a kid when I first started watching football. You know, and, and for me, my, my love of football started with the NFL. I played, I played youth football, but really where I started to love football was NFL. I'm a huge Green Bay Packers fan. And when I started watching NFL, there was only one team that ran the 3-4, and it was the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I love the way they play defense. And I remember there was one season where they, I mean, they were just so dominant with the 3-4. And I was like, why is nobody else running this? And so I just there's something about the that three the the spacing of the three down linemen of the four linebackers how you can kind of you can kind of shift those linebackers around there's something that just kind of spoke to me and you know then you see you know then you see Belichick install three four with the Patriots and the, you know they won two Super Bowls in back to back years I think that first year they were base four three so really that love of three four started when I was a kid watching watching the NFL um and then my first couple years coaching you know we started off with a 3-4 you know the when I was coaching with Dan McCosey uh I was taught the 3-4 now it was that you know old style 3-4 of just two gapping you know the guys are doing this yeah you know they're doing that they were reading where they were you know shooting your hands out thrusting your hips through got your thumbs up thumbs up strike and you're reading where the head goes and you're just fighting the pressure. And we, what we would do is we would have all three of our D linemen, they would just fight to pressure. And, you know, I got to say, that's a, you know, it's, it's a good way to play three, four, but it's, it's hard on the D line because you got to, first of all, you got to be strong as heck to do that, to be able to bench press and then read and then get off, you know, D linemen don't, they want to, honestly, they like to slant and they like to, play one gap they like to do they like to make plays and you're not necessarily going to get that when you're doing this so uh you know the thing was i i learned that style that sort of static three down style and then i realized you know what i watched when i when i saw what wade phillips did with denver that year they won the super bowl because they were just one gap most of the D-line were one gap, and they kind of had the ability to get upfield. They kind of had the ability to be playmakers. So it was almost kind of like a 4-3-3-4 four, three, three, four hybrid because they were playing one gaps. They were playing, you know, a five, a shade, and a three. Uh, but they were still, a, you know, a solid 3-4, solid 3-4 personnel out there. So that stood out to me so much. And... So I started to do a little bit more slanting, but, you know, I always did the, you know, one thing I've always done was head up nose. He's playing two gaps and then have two D linemen to the side of him. They're either probably in four eyes playing B gap and what we call today, you know, the tight front. And so that's kind of where everyone is right now. You know, everyone's playing the tight front and, you know, I'm, I'm right there with them, but, you know, I, I, you know, have run all different styles of three, four. And that's the great thing about three, four. It's so flexible. You can do, 
when I say I run a three, four, that can mean so many different things. Yeah. Are you a slanting team? Are you a static front where everyone's playing two gaps? Is one guy playing two gaps? Is, is your nose lagging? Is your nose fighting to pressure? Um, and so, you know, are you, are you a base drop eight? Are you a base four man rush? There's so many different ways to play three, four. So I just love that versatility of it. Um, and it's always, it's always just been something that I just felt comfortable running. Now, I, I curiosity because I don't know Maryland football well. I'm not going to sit here and pretend. We talked a little bit about four, how ROC was the, in Maryland for a while uh, to start his career. What do you offensively? What do you guys see a lot of? Like every state's a little different. Like Texas, you think when I talk to Texas people, they're a lot of 10, 10 and eleven personnel. They're, I mean, they're four or five wide receivers. They're running air raid. They're running RPOs and spread concepts. You come to Ohio. You kind of see more gap concepts, or heck, you still see teams run old school wing T like we run wing T offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys see a lot of? What we see most of, well, in Montgomery County, which is the county uh, directly above the District of Columbia, we get a lot of 10 personnel spread. Um, I just think the reason why is because we have so many fast receiver types. Um, and if teams aren't in 10 personnel, they're usually 21P. They're usually, you know, playing, you know, running power, counter, trap, ISO, those types of gap scheme teams. Um, and then, but, you know, occasionally you'll find some, you know, like, for example, in the, in the playoffs these past year, you'll find uh, we've played a, a, a flex bone triple option team. <laughs> so, and, you know, here's the thing. I, it, it was the first time I've ever coached against a flex bone triple option team, but it was a great learning experience. Oh, yeah. And I really felt like I, I kind of learned a lot of football that week preparing for them. Now, we didn't win the game. It was just the second round of the playoffs, so. You know, hopefully we face them again and we can, you know, and, and, and I get another shot at it. But it was, we, we have a lot of the spread. We have um, basically, well, the offense I learned growing, you know, coaching in Maryland was the 21 personnel, um, you know, power and counter and ISO. Now, the thing about Maryland is, or at least in Montgomery County, we don't call power power. We call it TED, meaning tight end down. Or that's just been my experience. You know, we don't call ISO, ISO, we call it tummy. And I don't know if that's just a Maryland thing. I don't know if other parts of the country call it that. I don't know if you ever heard of that before. I, I can say uh, I have not, but every area has like different, like I've learned that doing this. Like everybody's yeah. got a little bit of terminology on what they either call play or a certain block or like there's just, it's just, it's a regional thing usually. Yeah, and and you know we do we definitely have the RPOs around here, um, and you know you you're gonna have to you have to have answers for that, and you know going into your game plan, and you have to have you, the thing is you gotta have answers for all those things, and that's what I try and and going going to every single game I try to have answers for everything, and 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 then I have to think about how would this OC counter me. And I have to think about, well, if this OC does that, how am I going to respond? And that's usually the night before the game. That you know, usually the night before game, I'm I'm visualizing, okay, well, I do this, the OC is going to adjust like this. Then how do I counter that? Um, but kind of getting back to off, you know, getting back to what you asked, you know, we we see it's mostly ten personnel, twenty one personnel sometimes, but you know, and then you know a little bit eleven P, but for the most part, we get four wide receivers. Okay. A lot. 
right, all right. So, I mean, you guys are more than Texas oriented than we are. I mean, like I said, we we our state's still very gap scheme. Yeah. I mean, that's just our state. It, I mean, it, even out of the gun. Think, I think what it is is just if you go to different parts of the state, you'll find different styles yeah. of play. Um, so you know, I got to do a better job of, of going outside Montgomery County and and going to different parts of the state and seeing how other teams play. So I'm looking forward to that at some point, but. Awesome. For now, I just know Montgomery County schools real well. Now, now, how, I mean, obviously you mentioned it a little bit, but how? I mean, how much do you adjust your three-four system year to year based off your personnel, or do you try to keep the nuts and bolts fairly same? Because, like, I mean, I would. That's a great question. I would say, here's here's how I kind of work is. You know, I'm like so many other coaches in that I love clinics. I love learning new stuff. And so the, the, what I'll always do, the first thing I'm always going to do is adjust my scheme to the players I have. Um, and I'm going to do the best job I can to put my players in the best position to succeed. You know, who cares? That's a boring answer. Whatever. That's, you know, <laughs> that goes without saying almost. But I would say every single year that you go to clinics, you pick up stuff. And I always kind of add stuff from a clinic each year. And this year, you know, if we've had one thing, we've had lots of time to study stuff. So I've studied so much. So, you know, there's lots of things I can add. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to add any of this stuff, but I just, I, I'm fascinated right now by, by the three safety Iowa state dime. You know, I just love, I, I think it's to me, that's a genius scheme. I, I, I agree. I just, yeah. I per, outside of the state of Texas, though, I question how applicable it is to the high school. That's, that's I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that question. That that's I do not know. I because I because I like I said I've had Rundo on this channel talk twice on it, and he does a fantastic job with it, Division three college mm -hmm. level, and it is fantastic. I love his presentations. He does a great job with it. Iowa State does a great job with it. A couple other colleges do, and I think it's very applicable in college with how much the ball is thrown. I agree with you. I agree. I think it. I think it's probably that sweet spot for it is probably college. Yeah. Um, and then you know in Texas where you know you got quarterbacks like you got Andy Dalton, you got a Patrick Mahomes coming, you know yeah. Drew Brees and Nick Foles coming out of Texas schools, and you know it's probably pretty applicable there. But in other parts of the country, you know it's yeah. And in your, the, in your the most state, thing. It, it might be more applicable in your state than ours, just because mm -hmm. you guys see. I like, and we had this conversation off. Before we came on, like you have some speed in your state, like receiver wise, athletes that come out of your state. You also see a lot more 10 and 11 personnel, whereas we're more, I see a lot more 21 or 12 personnel in our state at times, mm -hmm. even out of the gun. Like we have teams in our so, league that'll run, that well, are spread, but they're spread power. It's the three guys. When, when teams are in 21 personnel, what's, what's, what's most defenses adjusting to that? Are they in a, a 4 3 under front? With uh, are they rotated down to a single high? Yeah, it's with it, it mostly at that point for us. It, it, and a lot of teams in our state, it usually a lot of it becomes either like if, if they're like either a four three under, if they're a four two five, it turns almost more into a four four cover three. Yeah. Or what a lot of teams do, their three four becomes essentially a five two or a five three. They'll roll yeah. that guy down and it'll be five three cover one, five three cover like it just it a lot of that varies, but. We probably our, our state, at least our region, is more three three four two five, 
or three four. I don't see there's a couple four threes, but that's not as prevalent. Like when I was at DC, my first year I was four two five. Year two I was four four. And my first two years at DC, when I came here and became a co DC, we flipped between a three four and a four. We're like we were multiple. Um, yeah, I think I think most. I think a lot of schools are multiple. And from what I see a lot around here is a lot of schools around here like to run a four down single high. And I, I can understand why, because, you know, the thing with the three fours, you always got to determine where that four thrusher is coming from. Yeah. Four down, you're not worrying about that. And the great thing about a four, four single high is you have either side of the field, you got a, a, an adjuster to formation to either side of the field. And you can guarantee yourself six in the box. So we see a lot of four down single high here. And I, you know, I've, I've run that plenty, so I'm not bashing at all. Yeah. I've just, you know, I have my, my preference is three down. Well, well, that year I switched to four, four. I mean, we pretty much ran cover three all year. We ran, a, yeah. I, I had cover one in and we had like an inverted two that I ran in one game, but we forced 25 turnovers that year. Like we, I 18 interceptions, seven fumble recoveries. Like it, 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 it was so simple. You could, it, you got very efficient at it. And it, it, it was smaller school ball, so you can kind of get away with some things that you can't mm-hmm. necessarily when you're in a bigger school like I am now. But it's – like I said, I, I, in a perfect world, I'm an odd front guy. In a perfect world. Yeah. But I, I think you know as I do, and that's why I kind of ask that question is, how much are you going to adjust your system to your personnel? Like, you, I'm not saying switch from a 3-4 to a 4-3, but yeah. you might adjust. Instead of being a slant front this year, you might be more of a two-gap or – you might be more tight than instead of head ups. I mean, you, and you might rush your boundary linebacker more than your field. Li- like there's factors in that based off your personnel each year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, like the, the, the beautiful thing about the three fours, I think it's diverse enough that you don't have to switch to a four down to accompany your personnel. You can, you can do, there's so many different variations, of three, four, that you can accompany your personnel and and still have all you still use all the same language. You don't have to start all over with a four down. And you know the, the beautiful thing is, you know, we of course play four down too. Like you know that we're not. We definitely had more than our share of snaps last year when we were four down. So we're definitely you know we're in that world too. Now I, I kind of want to get into like play calling and scouting. Mm-hmm. Like what do you what do you one what do you focus on? And then how do you build that for yourself? Well, so scouting, the best advice that I have gotten for scouting is, and this was, I learned this from the great Dan Bacosi, who I was able to coach with for a year at Kennedy, is, you know, he said, here's the thing. You, you see these teams run all these different plays. Shut down their top three plays. Find their top three plays and just practice. And, and, you know, you're going to want to practice against everything, but that's really the thing that you want to just try and worry about their top three plays. Um, and so that's, that's, I've kind of carried that philosophy with me uh, because, you know, honestly, there's schools around here that run so much stuff and, you know, that's intimidating, but at the same time, you have to realize what's their bread and butter. What's their bread? What do they do best? And if you can shut that down, you can kind of make them play left-handed, you know, because they may not listen. They may, you know, Maybe they don't want to play 10 personnel. Maybe they're, maybe they're really best out of 21 personnel, but they end up playing 10 personnel because you're shutting down their 21 P package. Um, you're shutting down their gap scheme runs. So I, it just 
take away, I would say my philosophy is just take away what they do best. Um, as far as play calling goes, when it get a little bit, you know, if, if you watch Star Trek, I'm going a little, going a little, fine. Go, go, go nerdy. How about it? Okay. I'm, go, I'm go getting right nerdy here. So if you watch the original version of Star Trek, you know, with William Shatner and, and, and Leonard Nimoy, you know, so you had Captain Kirk, right? So Captain Kirk was, was, he was the center of the ship. He was the captain, right? So on one hand, you had McCoy, who was the doctor. McCoy was represented emotion. Okay, so he would always encourage Captain Kirk to do things based on emotion. And then you had, on the other hand, you had Spock, who was pure logic, right? So Spock was pure logic, and he would always encourage Captain Kirk to, to make decisions based off of what was logically the sound thing to do. So Captain Kirk was always right in the middle, right at that intersection of logic and emotion. And for me, play calling, whether it's for offense or defense or special teams, it's always it lives at the intersection of logic and emotion. So I have to figure out something play calling wise that logically fits the situation. Yet I also have to figure out something that emotionally, you know, maybe my guy right now, maybe this linebacker, he's better off blitzing than he is dropping. You know, maybe, maybe my D lineman, maybe he doesn't want to be static and play two gaps right now. Maybe he wants to slant and make a play, you know? And so I got to figure out something that fits the situation. So, the, you know, I, I've just told myself over the years, play calling, intersection of logic and emotion, something that logically fits the situation, something that emotionally fits the situation. Um, and so I always try to remind myself of that. Well, that's great. I, I mean, I, I like the Star Trek reference, even though I'm more of a Star Wars fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm a Star Trek guy, sorry. I, no, no, that's fine. Every, each of us come up with what we got. I, I just remember watching Return of the Jedi over and over again growing up. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, hey, that's fine with it. Use what you got to do to motivate yourself and yeah. kind of works for you. Um, no, but that's great. Um, we're going to go next. Um, but out of curiosity, because I've been thinking this all the time, what is, that be, what is that behind you? One, is that a puzzle? It's Two, a, uh, what, what is that? This is a picture of, I think, New York City in the 1920s. Okay. So this is the Flatiron Building there. This is right. the building that's, you know, it's like that. So it's just it's just a pleasant pat black you know backdrop. So <laughs> it it works. Um, so I, actually, my apartment, it's just a nice backdrop. Actually, I, I know where I wanted to go next with this, and I, I was thinking about it. It's like now, obviously, you I mean, you're watching YouTube and other clinics, and but when you are studying defenses, and who are you watching? Who are your kind of main source of innovation? Whose film are you like breaking down when you want to get ideas or? look at more three, four stuff. Well, um, the first guy I'm going to mention is actually not a three, four guy, but someone who, who I've always loved watching was Michigan state, Mark D'Antonio and, and, uh, and, and Narduzzi. Um, those guys with the over front with the quarter scheme. I just, I just loved it. I felt like it was so simple and those guys were playing so fast. And the first time I remember, I remember, I want to say Michigan State was playing Ohio State. And it was like a fourth and one. And Mon this is when Monte Nicholson was at Michigan State. And he stops Zeke Elliott. He's nine yards deep. He stops Zeke Elliott on a zone play that he bounces. And he's able to stop him fourth and one. And I'm like, oh my God, these safeties are playing so fast and playing so downhill. And that when I saw the way how fast Michigan State could play on defense, I was like, I love watching these guys. So 
you know, D'Antonio now, you know, now he's retired, but I just love watching. And I guess now Narduzzi is one of the guys who I really enjoy watching. Of course, Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda, I think, is going back to his Wisconsin days, watching that scheme and, and again, how fast those guys were, um, how fast everyone plays and how he can get, like, matchups, you know, and how he, how he can and, – and he's – well, he's great. Um, I, I've got to watch Baylor. I haven't really watched Baylor yet. I haven't watched a lot of college football this year, so I got to sit down and, and watch some Baylor. Uh, the other guy – I mean, Kirby Smart is up there. Um, of course I got I got to say Saban. Saban's up there. Um, and then I think last, oh, App State, App State right now. And then also Army, because yeah. I think they're, I think they're App, App State's DC is now at Army and they are, they play such a simple scheme. They kind of play those reduction three, they play like yeah. that reduction style three, four. And I just, I love watching them. They, uh, I mean, watching watching Army's opener, I got to see that entire game. And just watching how, again, the theme for me is how fast everyone can play. You know, you're so there's this misconception that, you know, if you have a – that if the scheme is simple, that there's, there's different ways to exploit it. Well, you can make a simple scheme that has lots of answers. And I always felt like that was, that was the App State guys. And that was, you know, that was what I saw from Army. So those are those are the people who I probably watched. You know, Army, App State, um, definitely LS. Well, LSU now that Baylor now that Dave Randa's there. Yeah, I was about to say LSU's back to a four three and. Right. Well, LSU has struggled, and then yeah. you know the other guy is is Will Co- uh, not Wilcox, um, Jim Leonard at Wisconsin. Yeah, Le- Leonard Leonard's doing a fantastic job there. I will give him credit. He is that was a fantastic hire by them. And yeah, he's great. I mean, I, great. one of my buddies was talking to him this offseason, and he's, he's like, him and Don Brown just do some amazing stuff, which is... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That was the other guy who I should have yeah. was Don Brown. Oh, no, you're Don good. Brown. Now, 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 before we go, because I, 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 I do have to ask this question. Now, since you do live in the, the, the state of Maryland, mm-hmm. does that by default make you a Maryland Turpin fan? Or, or, or have, do you have a little bit more sense, and have, have you, do you have a different team that you root for? Uh, here's the deal. I, you know, I'm, I, my brother is a Terp. Um, I kind of, you know, I've always rooted for the Terps, but I don't really have an official college football team. I'm, if I'm going to root, if I root for teams, it's going to be the Packers. Um, but with college football, I usually just kind of like to flip around and watch everyone. I don't really, college football for me is not so much about rooting interest. It's more about just like, I just love to watch scheme and I love to watch players play well. So, you know, I, I kind of, root for the Terps. I root for the, I root for Wisconsin. I root for Michigan state. I root for Colorado, um, Iowa state. Um, but you know, for the most part, I'm college football. I'm, I'm, I'm more just, just like to watch scheme. Now I, I do have to follow that up with why are you a Packers fan? If, and please don't tell me it's just because you grew up watching Brett Favre. Well, no, the reason why it's not Brett Favre. My, both my folks are from the Midwest. So okay. my, my dad is from Detroit. My mom is from Chicago. All right, so why should I be a Packers fan? Well, my dad worked. My dad had a job where he worked part time in Milwaukee, so he would go up to Milwaukee each week. And the, here's the thing, you know, my favorite player growing up was Reggie White. Okay, that, Reggie that, White is the reason why I started playing football. He that, was my he's he's my favorite athlete of all time. That, that's a, that, that's a that is a more than perfectly acceptable answer. Yeah, on the and, arguably the greatest pat one of the greatest pass rushers of all time. So. I, 
one of the greats. He's the best. Well, you could, I mean, there are people that are going to argue Lawrence Taylor and right. Well, Lawrence, I mean, Lawrence yeah. Taylor is, you know, he's he's an outside linebacker. So yeah. there's going to be some snaps where he's going to be matched up against a running back. Oh, Reggie, oh let's Reggie be honest. Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor wasn't dropping anymore. Lawrence Taylor was there to rush a passer. Like, it's, yeah. It's that's just how that's going. You no, know, I, I consider those two different positions. I, I mean, yeah. the four down defensive ends and the the, the outside linebackers, three four, two different things. And you know, the, the other thing about the Packers is, I, I just I love the passion. I, I'm super passionate about football, and you know, I went to an XFL game this past year, and we saw the the I saw the DC Defenders, and of course I was wearing my Packers stuff just because you know I like to show off my Packers things. And someone, a guy cuts, turns to me and he says, why are there so many Packer fans here? Is there like some sort of like connection between the XFL and the DC Defenders? Or, or, and the Green Bay Packers, excuse me. And I said, no, it's just Packer fans tend to love football. And I think there's just a love of football amongst Packer fans. Now, if you're a Bears fan, you, you're saying like, oh, who cares? You know, but <laughs> I've always just felt that. Well, just love, we, we love football and I love football. Well, that, well, Coach, it's been great talking to you. Um, if any coaches want to get a hold of Coach and talk a little bit more 3-4 with him, kind of a little bit more depth off screen, um, his Twitter bo- his Twitter handle will be in the bio. Um, please reach out to him. Coach is a good dude. Coach got back to me quickly. Um, they don't play to the spring, correct? Is that my understanding we, about yeah, Maryland? We, play. We're, we should be good to go in the spring. So okay. hopefully that happens. And, you know, so looking forward to that. Well, Coach, thank you again. And I hope you stay safe and stay, stay healthy um, and enjoy the rest of your uh, – I, whatever this weird, yeah, you know what I mean. Whatever this period is, yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. Thanks, Coach. My pleasure.